Hey everybody, my name is Tyson Moore. I'm guessing you found your way here today because you follow along with my woodworking adventures on Instagram and just saw me post something about it. Or maybe you've accidentally run across this through some other avenue. Either way, I'm really grateful you've taken the time to listen in, and I pray that this will be an encouragement to you today. As way of introduction, for those who do not know me, I am a part-time woodworker that loves to build pretty much anything out of wood, especially magic mallets. I'm also a full-time middle school teacher, soccer coach, singer-songwriter, worship pastor, church planner, husband to an amazing woman, and a dad to a handful of biological and foster kids. Even though I have a lot of different roles to fill and love each of the hats that I wear, the most important thing that describes me is that I am a born-again Christian who has found my ultimate identity in Jesus Christ, and I seek to center my life and my family around God's Word. If you've been following me for any time at all, I would hope that this would not be a surprise to you. Anyways, I've connected with quite a few Bible-believing makers on Instagram and wanted to have a platform for conversations and thoughts that are centered around the gospel. I know we live in a day where it's not popular or even really business smart to talk about your faith. In fact, I was recently told one way to lose followers is to talk about religious things. Well, I'm not really worried about that as that's not my goal. I love connecting with people and I really wish to be an encouragement to anyone in my Instagram family and I thought about making a small podcast on the side with some devotional thoughts, random connections I see from woodworking in the Bible and or even interviews with other makers. So all of this to say, to kick things off, I've got a really cool conversation to bring to you today. When I first thought about doing something like this, I felt led to reach out to Jen Woodhouse from the House of Wood and ask her if she would be interested in me interviewing her about her business and also her faith that I see demonstrated from her account all the time. She said that she would love to, but was actually heading out for a conference. But amazingly, the conference was about an hour away from where I live. And so we planned to meet up within a few days of me first reaching out to her. The timing was way too perfect to have been a coincidence. I met up with Jeremy at Jericho Home, another fellow maker from Georgia, and we both had such a neat opportunity to sit down with Jen and talk to her a little bit about what she does, but more importantly, why she does it. Thank you for meeting us. Uh, as I said, about six days ago, uh, I just had this random thought to maybe reach out to you to get some perspective about uh, some of these things that I've been thinking of recently about how to uh, maintain the right perspectives in pursuing uh, business, how to maintain our faith in the midst of that, and about how to point people to Jesus and what we do. So I just figured I'd reach out to you, and God willing, thankfully, you were like willing to meet with me on such short notice, meeting here in Atlanta. It was definitely a God thing, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not um, every day I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually astonished. So. Yeah, it's so great. So would you mind just kind of give us some introduction about who you are, what you do, and maybe why you do it? Um, okay, so I'm a homeschooling, um, work from home, mom of two, two little ones, uh, army wife, and self-taught carpenter and worship leader. Um, I do the things that I do because, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't think I can not do them. Um, I feel like just the creative side and the creative outlet, I would not be a very pleasant person if I didn't have something <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, that's the, the short story of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, as far as your business goes, is it, a DIY blogger, is that your main thing, or do you...? Yeah, I um, design and um, build furniture, and then I teach people on my blog how to do it for themselves. So if you can 
follow a recipe, then you can build a table because I write the plans in, in such a way that it's like, okay, get these things at Home Depot, cut cut it here, put it together that way. Um, and it's, you know, I'm not a I'm not a trained carpenter, so I feel like I could, I'm a little bit more relatable because they see me and they're like, she's just a stay-at-home mom and she's exactly. doing this, I can do this exactly. too, exactly. you know. So, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's inspiring, it really is. Well, that's really awesome. Well, on your, the very first thing you, if I'm on Instagram and I click on your profile, one of the very first things that I read is daughter of a king. And I just love that. And um, so it's obvious that you integrate your faith with everything that you do. So would you mind just kind of giving a brief, uh, just picture of your story, how you came to Christ? Yeah. Um, I was always one of those people that was searching and I was searching in every place um, besides Christianity, I think because because I'd seen Christian's bad behavior and I would think, you know what, I don't want to be any part of that. Um, I was uh, studying Buddhism while I was in college and just looking for the truth. And um, and it really wasn't until uh, my husband, he was brought up in the church. He's actually from around here, from Atlanta. And um, he was brought up in the church and he, he's the one who's like, we need to be going to church. and. So that was the first time that I saw that a person could be intelligent and wise and, um, and, and thoughtful and still be this Bible thumper. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, maybe this Jesus thing, I can give it a real go. This yeah. <laughs> so we, went, we started going to church, and I kind of felt like I was going through the motions. And, um, and it wasn't until my daughter was born, uh, she's six now, that it was just a revelation. That's when I remember that God's love for me was tangible it was something real and you know it was it was flooring because despite of my sin and despite of me running away from him he still gave me this incredible gift and this blessing that I would just never be worthy of so um, that was really a turning point for me I think and then and I just then vowed that I would point her to the one that that wow. she belongs to wow. <laughs> that's awesome and how many kids do you have right now um, I've got a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old boy, four-year-old son. Yeah. And your first year of homeschooling included both? It was, no, just the first grader, just the first yeah. Grade. Wow. And so she'll be in second grade, and then this uh, next month he's going to be in preschool. So yeah, it'll be and, interesting. One of my friends who homeschooled all seven of their children um, said that, <laughs> and he had a really great analogy. He used to work at a nursery, as in uh, trees and, and plants. Mm -hmm. And he said... Uh, you know, you don't just place your sapling in the middle of the forest and expect it to strive. You you have to cultivate it first before you put it out. And so, you know, I, I hope to homeschool at least up until, you know, fifth or sixth grade to get a good foundation before right. I set them out into the world. Yeah. Well, I think that goes like perfectly right into that next question um, is that as a Christian maker, a military wife, a mother of young kids, how are you balancing your time your energy and focus as you raise your family and then also pursue such excellence in your business? Um, goodness, it is a huge struggle. It's a struggle for me every day. And I think even more so as women, because we are so, we want to do it all. We want to do it all perfectly. And we, and, and just the guilt if we don't get it done is, is incredible. Um, so, you know, there's guilt coming from people who are stay-at-home moms. There are people, people who are working, you know, people who work. So it's definitely a struggle. Um, the way that I have found to be most successful in, in, in balancing that is to keep a schedule. If I have a schedule, then there's expectations. And, um, and then also to be flexible because 
you know, my four-year-old and six-year-old, <laughs> things come up and life happens. And so we just kind of have to be flexible. And there's times when I have to say, okay, I'm not working today. We're going to go and do something fun, like go to the park or, you know. And then um, there are times when I'll set up the sprinkler in the yard while I'm working in the workshop. So, <laughs> awesome. yeah. And I think the most important thing is, um, is just to give yourself grace because... Um, I, I fail every day, and it's like, okay, well, today's a new day. <laughs> and that, that's try harder. very encouraging. At, are they at the point yet where you are including them in any of your builds, or is that something you want to do in the future? Yeah, they do a little bit. I mean, they're not operating any power saws or anything, yeah. but <laughs> but I'll give them, you know, I'll yeah. help them. I'll help them with a drill, or you know, I'll give them a hammer and some nails and a board, and then they they entertain themselves awesome. <laughs> pretty pretty easily. It, it's really funny because. Um, it's gotten to the point where we're looking in magazines or like they see something on TV and they say, instead of saying, Hey mom, can you get me that? They say, mom, can you make me that? Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so, you know, build it instead of buy it. It's, right. That's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Is your husband able to be around with his military station? Yeah. No, he's actually home. He's not deployed right now. Thank goodness. He's been through a couple of deployments, which was not fun, but, um, but he's home right now and he pretty much keeps a nice, um, even schedule. He works during the week so comes home, you know, at, at night and, and is off on the weekends. So that's just a huge blessing. So yeah. being intentional to plan ahead of time is what enables you to do a lot of it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it is to, um, you know, on the weekends is where I get a lot of my work done because then I have childcare available. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes care of the kids so I can get some work done. Speaking of family, what about, what about your local church? How does the local church play into your family? Um, well, we always try to find a church where, because we're because we're military, it's a new place every couple years, so it's um, it can be challenging to find a church. Um, I think it took us ten months to find the church that we're in now in Texas. It was kind of disheartening, but mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, we just try to get plugged in as as quick as possible because I think that there are two um, two basic kinds of people in the military. You've got the people who kind of stand on the sidelines and don't get involved because they're just going to leave in the next couple years, so it's not really you know, worth it to them. And then there are the people like me and my husband who jump with both feet in because it's either like now or never. Right. You, know, you either get in now or, you, or you, we're on to the next spot. So. As a guy that uh, does a lot of making, Jeremy knows this as well, for our churches, do you ever find intentional yeah. ways to try to reach out and oh, use yeah, your absolutely. gifts that way? Um, I think it's a huge blessing for me to be able to do that. Um, my last church, uh, I was able to, we were remaking our green room in the worship leader section of the church and backstage, whatever. And um, and I was able to build them a dining table and a bookshelf and donate that. And, and then I'm actually working on a, um, a couple of projects for our church now. And just for me to be able to serve in that way is great. It's a great use of your gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) That's so great. In your business and how you run your social media, I guess one of the motivating factors that I wanted to meet with you is because I see that you're doing this well. So I was personally interested in trying to figure out what's what's the secret behind what you do. So how do you pursue excellence in building your business? while also maintaining the proper perspectives about your faith. How do you integrate both? And I guess a follow-up question would be, where and when do you draw the line in your spiritual life and business? Not that these should ever technically be separated. We should live all of life as worship to God. Um, not We don't have our secular lives and our spiritual lives, but in doing what you do, just maybe what are some thoughts that you've thought through as you've journeyed through this journey so far? Well, I think ultimately it's about Him. Um, you know, it all belongs to Him. and. 
uh, if he chooses to use me in this way, then I want to be responsible and, and faithful to that platform that he's provided and point people to him because it's not about me. You know, it's life here is temporary. Um, in fact, I was uh, talking to my kids, it's not, you know, we don't own anything, but I was talking to my kids and they're like fighting over toys and they're saying, this is mine or that's mine. And I'm saying, literally, you own nothing. <laughs> that's, and that's how I see like God must look at us and be like, you literally own nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just really all about him. And, um, and, and he has blessed my business in incredible ways. Like, you know, it's, it's just not, you can't explain it other than it, it's a, a God-guided thing. And so um, when he guides you and he gives me opportunities in that way, I just, like I said, I just want to be responsible about it and, and, um, and use it for his glory. Right. Right. That's great. I, the stewardship comes to mind, and I think that's the difference between really looking at things like we own them and we have a say in where they go and knowing who they truly belong to but stewarding them well. And it also, it, keep, it keeps me, keeps my perspective. It keeps me humble. It keeps right. me, you know, focused on the right motivation. I think it's a great model for your kids too as they grow up and learn about business and learn about making and to understand that we're created in God's image and we make to reflect his creativity. And yeah. But all these resources that we have, we have nothing without his grace. And um, just casting that vision for your family is very inspiring to those of us who feel, you know, in some ways that in order to be successful in business, you've got to kind of just dive into the way that the world does business. But you serve as a model that that's not necessarily true. You yeah. can you can live for Jesus and you can promote the grace that he's shown us and also bring a lot of glory to what he's done in your life. Uh, speaking of pleasing the Lord with our lives, how do you balance the desire to please the Lord in your business with maybe the constant pressure to please others in your business, whether that be customers or sponsors or just your social audience, just maybe people that aren't on the same page about the perspective that maybe you have. How do you balance that? Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, we're all so wrapped up in celebrity and we're so wrapped up in social media and all these, mm -hmm. it's all about us. And it really is, uh, it has to be an intentional thing to shift our focus away from that. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I pray, pray, pray a lot. I, I'm constantly in conversation with him and, and always seeking his guidance. Um, you know, I mean, there's so much wisdom in, in the Bible. It's like, whenever I have a, a question that needs to be answered, I go there. And so, for instance, there's a, a very practical example. Um, I, I was doing a project, and I had to learn not to give without with expectation. I have to give without expectation. And it felt like they were not very grateful for the things that I was right. blessing them with. Um, so I was just really torn up about this. Like, how, how am I, this, this is not joyful for me to be doing this mm -hmm. anymore. And now it's, not, it's turned into this thing that um, it shouldn't be. And so God, I went to the Bible. God showed me a verse in Galatians and it just said, do not grow weary of doing good um, because ultimately it's not for them. It's for him. Right. So that just, and then it was like magic. It just went away. You know, I always think of the beatitude, blessed are pure of heart, they will see God. So I have to remind myself constantly that we're pure. Well, that leads right into how have you decided to use social media as a Christian maker? What's your maybe philosophy? Are you intentional with it or, yeah, or do you just kind of shoot from the hip with it? No, I try to be. I mean, I try to make it all about him I, to point people to Christ because you really don't know what seeds that he's planted. Sure. And if you can be that person that, you know, 
is, in fact, I've had several people message me about, you know, wow, I'm really glad that you're bold in your faith because I'm, I'm feeling a little pull or something, right. you know, something is happening and right. I'm just, I want to explore it a little bit more. And What an amazing opportunity we have for evangelism to right. live his light. To yeah, live we don't salt. have to like walk around no, to Galilee. We can or... reach to people like <laughs> right. all over yeah. the world just yeah. by being intentional with the things that we say and the things that we point to. How do you personally fight the temptation though to seek approval of others and maybe the praise of man in the midst of that? Because in some ways, promoting our small businesses or our hobbies through social media creates that big opportunity and a, and a big challenge. The big opportunity is that we have the avenue to point others to Jesus through the work that we do, but the big challenge is that we might get sucked into seeking attention or popularity or the particular size of our following. So how do you personally balance that? Um, That's tough. I think that realizing that it's not about me, because um, it is, it's easy to say, hey, you know, to seek approval of man right. because that's you know that's who we're surrounded with and um, yeah it's hard I think that just just trying to keep your focus on him and and make it about him and not about yourself then you're a little bit um, more inclined to not fall into that trap um, I had posted something on Instagram saying um, being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly. I, I <laughs> it's all about perspective, that. you know. <laughs> and I think, too, like I struggled a lot with the fact because I was in secular music um, long before I started being a worship leader. And um, and I struggled with, okay, I'm used to performing or putting on a show. How do I make that authentic and about him and not, you know, and not fake? I can't get in the way of him. Like, he's going to have his will. I'm not, I'm not going to thwart his will, you no. know, like right. that's ridiculous for right. me to think. Right. So his, his it just kind of was yeah. like a smack in the face, like, really? You're, you're not that important. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good perspective. Uh, this is a random question that I don't think a lot of us maybe think about, but in the midst of pursuing, you know, making a successful small business or just even enjoying a hobby, the things that we enjoy are given to us as gifts by God. And, and they're things that I think he delights in us delighting in, but obviously anyone can take a good thing and delight in it too much to where it becomes a bad thing. Have you ever had any time in your journey where maybe the, the woodworking or maybe just developing plans or whatever it is, a particular project just takes up so much of your attention or focus that it's in danger of crossing that threshold of like heart idolatry? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, currently every day. <laughs> I mean, it keeps me up at night. I mean, it keeps me up like my ideas of these things that, oh, I want to make this or I want to make that. And, uh, I want to do this for my business. Those kinds of ideas keep me up at night. And I think like, man, I'm spending so much thought about this. And, and I know that it's God given and these are gifts from him, but I have to keep my focus. But my husband is really good about because I will work and work and work and work until the job's done and I'll just I'll keep going and you know meanwhile my kids are like surviving on a sleeve of saltines or whatever and I'm like Trust me, I've been there. I've so been there. I'm like a horrible mother and there are there are days when I like feed them whole foods and everything's great but there are days that I'm like here here's some um, goldfish or whatever yeah you nailed it but um but my husband is really good where he says, like, he's good about expectation management. He'll plan out our day and say, okay, let's get this, this, and this done, and then let's stop, and then let's take the kids to the pool. Or, you know, so if me, I, if it was me, I would just keep working until I went to sleep. And then, so he makes me stop, and, and, and he helps me with that balance. Do you have any mistakes that maybe you've learned from that looking at us as 
guys that are pursuing either small business or hobby or whatever as, as you've journeyed through it. Do you know of any mistake? Yes, this comes to mind that if I could go back, I would definitely not make that you could kind of cast for us um, about how to avoid that as we move forward. Yeah, well, one of them is the balance of trying to, you know, not work all the time and find that work-life balance. It's, it's, it's difficult and it's like this magical unicorn, but there are, time, there are days that it's possible. Um, and I would also say if, if you are doing it as your business, um, to treat it as your business and not just a hobby or don't just write it off as this. Just because you enjoy and it's a labor of love, it's still, you know, it's still a business if that's what you're seeking. Um, and I think more so women, more than men, tend to not do that because we are afraid of asking for what we're worth, or, you know, as far as money is involved. Mm. So I would just encourage people not to do that and to, to know your value and to not apologize for asking for that. Well, what about uh, on the flip side of that? Are there any experiences that you found to be most rewarding and then would therefore encourage us to continue focusing on? Well, I think it's the community that we build, isn't it? Isn't it so cool when you connect with somebody and they, for, for instance, make a table that you had designed and it's in their home and it's adding value to their lives. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're hosting their Thanksgiving dinner on this dining table that you designed and it's just so inspiring. To... You're part of their memory process. Yeah. Right, it's, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. What about your favorite scripture passage and maybe why? Yeah, it would have to be in James. Um, what is it? James 4, 8 through 10. It says to um, draw near to God and to, to mourn and gloom. And, you know, it's actually, at first glance, it, it's a very uh, dark, dark passage. Right, yeah. But for me, it was such a turning point and a revelation because, um, because here I was all along going through life just blissfully ignorant of my sin. And then it wasn't until reading that verse that I realized my sin and the depravity of it. And then, and so you do, you have to mourn and gloom over that because it is a turning point. Because now you, you're, you realize that how much you need saving. That's why it's the good news, right? I mean, yeah. so you realize that. how bad the bad is <laughs> when the gospel takes on shape. Thank you for meeting us. Very thankful it worked out to where yeah, the, the Lord gave us this just unique opportunity to connect with you and um, to ask these questions and just spurring a conversation that I know is things that we're thinking, things that Christian makers need to be thinking about. And, um, so I really yeah. appreciate you making the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's conversation. If you found this encouraging and would like to see more episodes like this in the future, please reach out to me via direct message through Instagram or through email. My Instagram name is Tyson underscore more, and my email is TysonMoreBuilds at gmail.com. Also, if you wish to know more about this good news of Jesus that we talked about, or want to know more about how he has changed our lives, then feel free to reach out to me as well, or even follow up with Jeremy or Jen. Again, thanks for dropping by. Until next time, let me leave you with this encouraging verse from Colossians 3.17. It says this, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him.